This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, December the 15th, 2016. Well, hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, Thursday, December 15th. Thank you so much for joining us. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. It's as easy as giving us a call. 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Arlene's here today to take your phone call, answer your questions, walk you through your order. Feel free to go check us out online at allamericangold.com as well. Not only can you order the products online, but you can get the news to disturb the comfortable. Where we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. All of this is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner, Joe Jaquin. He's the man behind the show, the money, and he's the person who grinds it out every single day to make sure you're in the know. Joe, it's Thursday, what I like to call day four of a hostage situation. How are you doing, man? Wow. I got to tell you. Janet Yellen has done it again. I never saw it coming. No, never saw it coming. Uh, I, if you don't know, gold has gotten destroyed. Silver's even worse. Matter of fact, buy as much silver as you can. Silver's down over a dollar an ounce at sixteen dollars. It was it was really incredible. You know, gold and silver both finished up yesterday when they closed in New York. So it closes in New York. And it only closes um, for like an hour. And But after it closes, they have what they call electronic trading. That goes for 30 more minutes. And then for 30 minutes, gold and silver are dark. So gold and silver technically trade 23 hours and 30 minutes a day. Uh, not quite 20, you know, it really is amazing, because really, it, why not let it trade 24 hours a day, I don't know, but this is what they do, and I'm sure it has to do, really, with them being able to set a price and make a bunch of money on it, and that's why they have it do that, but but nonetheless, they they closed up in New York, as I said I thought would happen, then we got the rate hike that we all expected to happen, and then it got weird. And it got really weird. And I'm sitting there going, and I, I first you get the, the statement from the Federal Reserve. So every time they have a meeting, they, they release a statement. And the statement's not very long. A few pages. And, and they actually, it changes so little that they actually, not they, not the Federal Reserve, but uh, CNBC actually will release the statement and show you the changes from the last statement. So if they took a word out, right, they'll just put a red line through the word, right? And then whatever words they added will also appear in red, so you can see the changes. And the changes really were extremely minimal. But obviously one of the things that changed was they did raise the rates, but most of the language was 
same. But then Janet Yellen had her little press conference. And and we have eight Federal Reserve meetings a year. I'm probably giving you more history than you want to know, but we have eight Federal Reserve meetings a year. So this group of of uh, bankers and what, what I'll call, uh, you know, academics, because a lot of them are really just academics, including Janet Yellen, they meet eight times a year. Four times a year, they have a press conference after the meeting. And I say they, it's really just the Fed chairman, which in this case is Janet Yellen. And, and that was one of these meetings. So a lot of times, most people say, there's really only four meetings a year that the Fed would do anything, because they don't like to do anything when they don't, when they don't have a press conference. Does that make sense to everybody? Uh, hopefully I've explained that well enough. So this was one of those meetings where there was a press conference after the meeting. And it was also one of those things where, once again, it really was what did you want to hear. And what I mean by that is Janet Yellen said a lot of things. And it really just was a matter of what it was, I guess, the media wanted to report. And that's where things got weird. So in the electronic trading, gold was only open for about half of the press conference or so. Well, maybe, yeah, give or take. And gold fell from from 1200 or uh I'm sorry, 1160 down to about about 1140 something like that. And I'm looking at Homer, and he's looking at me, so he he doesn't recall it either. But it was something like that, right? Yeah, it's in it's that ballpark. Right, right around there. And and then this morning it opened down again, and right now gold's at eleven hundred and twenty-seven dollars. But after the break, I've got multiple news sources, and I'm going to read from you from the different news sources as to what it was that has caused all of this. But really, for me, it was the very first one that came out that I think is the most important. Because when I got here this morning, and I printed it out immediately, when I got here this morning, I have the Wall Street Journal, the USA Today, the Arizona Republic, the World Wide Web, which you get access to pretty much everything, I couldn't find this article, even though I printed it out. And this was the raw feed from the Newswire that I printed this out from. We have a live feed, gives us all the the live quotes, and it also is a live uh, AP Newswire feed, or what I'll call the raw feed. And there was something very, very interesting that was in the raw feed that most people don't even know that the chairwoman said. We're going to talk all about it and what it really means for America. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J and the love. 
It really has. The world has gone completely nuts. And quite honestly, I get it. I do. When you have that much debt and you cover it up and you pretend that you're solvent, this is what you get. And last night, or yesterday afternoon, all the way through this morning, really is a great example of this. If you go out to our website at allamericangold.com, Ramon did a great job. Very first article, Fed raises interest rates amid improved economic outlook. That's the headline. Wall Street Journal, Yellen and Trump on the same page for now. How about this one? Unanimous decision. Official signal faster pace of increases as economy strengthens. USA Today. Finally, Fed raises rates. And and you start reading through this, and, and I'll just read you, I'll just, in no particular order. Here's the the main gist of uh, the USA Today. Citing an improved economy and labor market, the Federal Reserve raised its key interest rate Wednesday for the first time this year by a quarter of a percentage point and projected slightly faster increases in the next few years amid the prospect of a massive government stimulus. Now, I will say this, the USA Today came the closest to saying what Janet Yellen said. Because when you read this, let's just take it, because this was the very first paragraph, Citing an improved economy, we know that's false. An improved economy would mean that GDP would be better. It's not. It's actually lower this year than it was last year, which was lower than it was the year before. Then it says the job market, and that's another one of these things. They're really on the job. I think, you know what, don't take my word for it. Because really, quite honestly, what do I know? What does Homer know? Homer has only done jobs his whole life. How about the people, the academics at Princeton and Harvard? They kind of said, hey, by the way, 94% of all the jobs that have been created in the last 10 years have been part-time temporary jobs. Part-time temporary jobs. And then the last part of this, which was massive government stimulus. And so when you read from, like, the USA Today, and I'll just read you kind of the first few paragraphs, the stock market post-election euphoria got a reality check Wednesday when when the Federal Reserve raised interest rates and gently hinted more are in store, in particular, if the economy... It's a dose of fiscal stimulus.
And it said that the central bank is on a collision course with Donald Trump? Probably not. Another article. The Federal Reserve showed increasing optimism about the U.S. economy and signaled interest rates would rise at a faster pace than previously projected as it unanimously approved a second rate increase in a decade. <laughs> now that part makes me laugh. It's been 10 years, we've had two rate increases, and I don't even know how many decreases. So what are they all talking about? What was this improved economy? What was it that now has the dollar, by the way, the dollar today, it's either at a 13 or 14-year high. Now, I will say this, right, which has got gold down, and it's not down a ton, but it's down. The last time the dollar was this high, gold was only in the 300. So you can kind of already see the effect of what all of this debt really has happened and what's really kind of going on. And then you've got to remember now, these articles are mentioning this stimulus. But the Federal Reserve says it's not going to be us. So what is it that they're talking about? Here's the raw feed. Federal Reserve Chairman Janet Yellen said the economy doesn't need fiscal stimulus from the incoming Trump administration. In other words, she was saying that the Federal Reserve doesn't have to provide stimulus for the Trump administration. Now, I found that part interesting. Does that mean that they knew they had to provide stimulus for the Obama administration? You think the playing field would be even? Even? Right, right, right. Kind of interesting. Then they go, she goes on to say tax cuts, infrastructure spending that is being championed by Trump would, in theory, generate stronger growth by increasing the budget deficit. It is the kind of fiscal support that both I and my predecessor, Ben Bernanke, have called for in the past. Yellen said that such policies would be unlikely to maximize employment since the employment rate is already at 4.6%, which as far as the Federal Reserve is concerned is maximum employment. Then she went on to say, I believe my predecessor and I called for fiscal stimulus when the unemployment rate was substantially higher than it is now. And she essentially said it is the Federal Reserve's belief 
that the Trump administration is going to blow up the budget deficit. And therefore, it is our opinion that the economy is going to do better. Now, of course, when you spend even more money, that would, you know, people would tend to believe this, right? They tend to believe it, yeah. Right. Sure. But I've got a question for the chairwoman. Barack Obama, the deficit went up by $10 trillion in eight years. Right, we can lie about it. You know, the budget deficit was $600 billion. That's the liar number. We know it was $1.1 trillion last year. $1.4 is the real number, but I've explained it to death already. $300, of that, $300 billion of that belonged in 2015. How much bigger is the deficit going to get? And the sad part here, I guess here's what bothers me the most is Janet Yellen is starting to what? She's starting to use and politicize her position by calling the Trump administration out. Because here's the one thing the chairwoman knows very, very well. The The budget deficits are going to explode anyway. But I think what Janet Yellen is saying is, and this is why I think it is such a mystery, I think she's saying most people don't really know how big it's really going to get. Talking about these budget deficits. And remember, I've said all along, eventually the rates are going to rise, but not because they want them to. And so yesterday, getting back to yesterday, yesterday the market, the Dow was down a couple hundred points because they're like, oh, that's not good. Raising rates isn't really good for the equity market. It's just not. Right? The strong dollar used to be good for equities. Apparently that's not either. But nonetheless, this morning, as gold is still down, I see these headlines on Wall Street. The Dow is the Dow's now up 100 points because the big headline on CNBC is, hey, all the traders don't really believe the Federal Reserve. They're really not going to raise rates any faster than they were the last time. And you know what was so funny is the reason why they said that it's going to be faster than the Fed, I don't know if you've heard of this, but they have this dot chart. Have you heard of this, Homer? A dot chart? A dot chart. And this dot chart is simply a, each Fed governor has a dot, okay? So you think about it, we got 12 Fed banks, we've got the vice chair, we got Janet Yellen, you know, some that vote, some that don't. They all have a dot. And what they do is they fill out, it's kind of like, you know, you're taking a test, you got your number two pencil, right? And you got A, B, C, D, and E, and you, you go to fill it out, and all it says is, hey, where do you expect interest rates to be 
this year, next year, what have you. And they just fill it out. Here, is it here, like here. a multiple choice that they're being given? Well, it, right? is a, it is a multiple choice in a way, right? And it's a multiple choice over the next, say, three years. And they just fill in a little dot. Now, the Fed raised rates a quarter of a point at the same meeting last year. That dot chart said the Federal Reserve was going to hike rates four times in 2017. The same dot chart this year has them raising rates three times in 2017 versus the four times last year. Now, for most of us, we would say, oh, that actually is a little less, right, because four times versus three times. But I guess in this way, going into the meeting, the dot chart only had them raising rates two times next year. So when you read all the rest of these articles, all of them will be talking about how the the Fed surprised the market. And that was how they did it, through this dot chart that really, if you've actually studied their dot charts, they've never been right. Of course, nothing that they predicted has ever been right, so what does it really matter? But the big piece in all of this, and they, the newspaper did a nice job. They called it, uh, what did they call it? I want to get it right here. I don't want to. Fiscal stimulus, right? And uh, what was the other one? Massive government stimulus. There you go. We're going to raise rates because the budget deficits are going to skyrocket. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Thursday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for common sense and traditional values for more than 70 years. Now from the Eagle Forum Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. In 2012, Arkansas voters wisely defeated a ballot initiative to legalize so-called medical marijuana. The term medical marijuana is misleading because most marijuana users are not smoking it for any genuine medical purpose, but merely to get a high from the narcotic. Pot smoking often leads to addiction to harder drugs like heroin and cocaine. Marijuana remains illegal at the federal level, but Congress passed a law in 2014 to prohibit federal agents from raiding medical marijuana growers in states where medical marijuana is legal. The practical effect is that when a state legalizes medical marijuana, it is authorizing almost unlimited marijuana production and use. There's big money in pot, and in 2016, more than 60 statewide initiatives related to marijuana were submitted. When ballot initiatives are defeated, as happened in Arkansas in 2012, the promoters of pot simply try again. Nationwide, nearly half of marijuana initiatives have passed since 2002, and that percentage increase has emboldened the legalized drugs crowd to put more initiatives on the ballot. A total of nine statewide initiatives were on the ballot this November, which is nearly as many as in all the other years combined. 
Five of these state initiatives sought to legalize the recreational use of marijuana without even requiring a medical justification. These states are Arizona, California, Maine, Massachusetts, and Nevada. The initiatives in the other four states were to make medical marijuana legal. These are Arkansas, Florida, Montana, and North Dakota. The initiative on the ballot in Arkansas illustrated the big imbalance in funding on the two sides of this question. By the week before Election Day, backers of legalized marijuana in the small state of Arkansas had raised nearly $1.4 million, which is more than $1 for every voter there. The medical marijuana ballot measure then passed in Arkansas, unfortunately making it the first state in the Bible Belt to legalize pot. Regrettably, ballot initiatives to legalize marijuana also passed in several other states this November. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report. You can attend many courses on America's most pressing issues taught by conservative professors, authors, and leaders at a prestigious university, free of charge. At Eagle Forum University, choose any class and work at your own pace right from your home computer. Just go to eagleforum.org. That's eagleforum.org and click on University. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Trading Group. I'm I'm amazed. Because essentially what Janet Yellen really said, hey, keep believing our jobs thing, right? And really, what can you do? Okay, I guess the unemployment rate's 4.6%. If we don't want to count people, I guess, sure, great. Why not have it be 4%? 3%, does it matter? Did you see the retail spending numbers that came out yesterday? Sure doesn't look like 4.6%. Hey, Janet, did you read the study that was done by, what was it, I think it was Harvard and Princeton? Said, hey, guess what? Yeah, all the jobs we've been creating part-time jobs. We we got rid of full-time jobs and got part-time jobs. Probably why things aren't so good. But she's ready for them to get better. They haven't gotten, if you actually read what she said and listen to her, they haven't gotten better yet. But she thinks they will. Why? Fiscal stimulus. In both, well, one said massive fiscal stimulus, right? That was the USA Today. Uh, The Wall Street Journal said fiscal. They just left off the massive part. (laughs) You know, maybe a a key word to leave out. Hey, I got it. You know what? Mm, People may be on to us if we use the massive part. Let's take that out. Let's get rid of massive. But are they changing the word stimulus from debt? Debt is stimulus. Let's see. What do they really mean by stimulus? I I look at it like I was telling you during the break. It's like when your wife goes to the store and says, Honey, you won't believe how much money I saved on all the sales today. Right, she comes back and bags full full of stuff, right? I saved so much money, and your thought is, Wow, we could have hung on to all that money if you hadn't just spent it all. You just went in debt. Right, I charged it all. I just charged it all. I just charged it all. And I saved a ton of money doing it. Believe how much money I saved. 
So essentially what you're telling me is we just went into a buttload more of debt. Well, no, honey, that's stimulus. <laughs> stimulus, honey. I stimulated <laughs> our our credit card account. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, I went and stimulated them. <laughs> and I will tell you. Visa and MasterCard are very happy with me right stimulated. now. They're stimulated. They're so stimulated. In fact, they're massively stimulated. They're so stimulated. It's massive, the stimulation that happened in our finance. So I want to be clear, because this is what you need to believe. And I think why, actually, I think the Dow's reaction today is probably more like the right one, which is, yeah, <laughs> ah, she's kidding. They're not doing that. If you look, because, you know, Wall Street's like, have you looked at the real numbers? I mean, I know we say all the fake numbers. But we know the real numbers, too. And the real numbers are like there's no snowball's chance, and you know what, that they're raising rates three times. And I'll say this. Eventually, that will be incorrect. It just I don't think it'll be next year, but eventually that's going to be incorrect. But here's what you need to believe. You need to believe that now the way to economic salvation and prosperity is through that government printing press. The same printing press that took the debt from $10 trillion, we are now $49 billion away from $20 trillion in debt and Janet Yellen essentially said hey listen we've looked at Donald Trump's plan and we also and really and again I don't like that how she said it like it's going to be Donald Trump's fault that's kind of how I'm reading that because as you know Donald Trump is no Janet Yellen fan but says hey the deficits are going to start exploding and we think we're going to get GDP growth out of it. I guess my question is, if we went, let's use the fake number. We went $600 billion more in debt last year. Why didn't we have fiscal stimulus? Why is GDP still stuck in the twos? We've gone $10 trillion in debt over the last eight years. Why haven't we had fiscal stimulus? Why isn't GDP 4% like she talked about yesterday? How much debt is she talking about? How much debt will it take to take the current GDP, which is about 2%, and turn it into 4%? Could it be that all the wives that go out there and use their credit cards have maxed them out and don't get to go anymore. Well, that's why the government needs to do it. Isn't that a crazy Right? And she even said, this is what we've been asking for. I've been asking for it. Because, you know what? It's not our fault. Right? It, none of this is our fault. I mean, we're just the bankers. We're the central planners. Right? I want the government to do it so I don't have to. And what do we need you for? And then the next great question is, what does all of this mean for you? 
what does it mean for me? You know, they've already destroyed all of our savings. And there was, in, in a different section of the journal, rate hike unlikely to reward depositors. Many borrowers will have to pay more for loans now that the Federal Reserve has raised short-term interest rates. What about bank customers hoping to get paid more for deposits? How about how about that? How about all of us out there, and there ain't that many, that have done it right, and you actually have money in the bank? You actually have savings. Well, you're going to have to keep waiting. Banks haven't passed it on to depositors as much of the benefits of last year's Fed rate increase aren't likely to give savers much this time around either. The Fed on Wednesday said it would increase the short-term interest rate Most banks are quick to raise their prime borrowing rate when the Fed does this. Matter of fact, they did. All the banks, they raised their prime lending rate. And they did that. All of them, by the way, did that yesterday. There's a shocker. Oh, wait, we're going to start charging you more right away. Unfortunately, none of them (laughs) charged change the rate for those of you that don't want to borrow money. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't you love them? We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J is the love. It really is. It's amazing. I don't know how much debt are they talking about. Because they... they They said, listen, we're going to raise rates because we don't think that they need any more stimulus from us because they're going to create their own stimulus by going into debt. Right? The tax cut, the infrastructure spending, whatever else it may be. And I'm trying to think to myself, and I'm like, if... $10 trillion in eight years wasn't enough. How much is it going to be? I mean, I guess $20 trillion sounds about right to me. But the problem I have is the deficit was going to go up $20 trillion if they didn't do anything. In other words, they didn't cut anybody's taxes. They didn't launch any type of massive stimulus. If we just said, you know what, we're going to work, or, you know, kind of like Obama did, which was nothing. Well, they did the Obamacare thing, which really is now fighting us in the you-know-what, but no cuts to Social Security, right? We're not going to raise taxes. We're not going to lower taxes. $20 $20 trillion. So how much debt are they really talking about? 
And how, I guess for me, what I don't know is, how is this bad for gold? Wait a minute, you're going to launch? I guess I guess the deficit program we're on now is not massive? Well, they said it was massive. Well, they're saying this new one's going to be massive. But what about the one we're on right now? That's not massive? If that's not massive, what is massive? <laughs> you're, it boggles the mind, and I'm thinking, okay, what adjective can we use that's bigger than ginormous, massive? I don't know. Do they equal the same? Because the previous one was already well, big. At, well, I guess what they're saying is they're acting like we're not on some massive stimulus now. You know what I'm saying? What is a trillion? We went a trillion, $1.1 trillion in debt last year. That's what it, That's the real number. What would the economy have looked like without that trillion dollars of debt? My guess is not very good. So how much more debt are we talking about? I mean, what, what are we talking about? Two, three, four, five hundred more billion dollars a year? A trillion? Are we going to go right from one trillion to two trillion? When you have the world's preeminent central banker come out and tell... She said it right out loud. I heard it. I heard it with my own ears. We're going to raise rates because we don't believe that the Trump administration needs fiscal stimulus from us. Why? Because we're going to create their own... <laughs> It, you know, part of what makes me laugh about that is, listen, if we created this debt way before Donald got here. Well, he's going to be their scapegoat. That's what I think. That's, and everyone can view it differently, right? But, but I've never really heard central bankers calling out the president-elect or the president before. Now, maybe she's, you know, turn around fair play, right? Donald's taking shots at me. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to, right? I'm going to show him how the cow eats the cabbage. <laughs> I'm going to put your name all over it. But I guess at what point, what is the goal? It's almost like they want us to be on a speeding bullet freight train so they can go to cashless as quickly as they can. Matter of fact, if you, I really encourage you to go to the website today. Ramon did a great job today. There are multiple articles about all the cashless stuff. They're just bombarding us with it, right? Subliminally putting it into our brain that we want cashless societies and all of these things. But when you start thinking about how much debt are we talking about? 
and then you start trying to imagine. And this is the hard part. Could you imagine a federal funds rate back at 5%? Right, yep, at 5%, I would imagine the banks would start paying you interest on a CD again. But the national debt, I mean, it'd be trillions. Trillions. Not one or two trillion. Trillion. And I I don't know, how does that work? Why would anybody want to own dollars? It really, it makes no sense. But then again, it doesn't have to, does it? Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. <laughs> final segment. I'm sorry. I was just telling Homer how awesome I am. Homer he, again. He is awesome. Homer again is leaving because he's sick. Again. Again, dude. Again. How many here. times do I tell you if you're sick, don't come in here? Uh, and then, of course, I said. What, are you going to be, he's like, I'm glad I came in. I am. I had some stuff to do this morning, and I've done it. I'm glad I came in. I'm like, would you be glad glad if I got sick? And then he's like, you're not going to get sick. And I'm like, you're right, because I'm awesome. What does that have to do with gold? Absolutely nothing. Notice how I did not concur. (laughs) A quick look at the markets. Uh, I don't know what the Dow is. Uh, My computer has stopped functioning for five minutes here. You are awesome, my man. <laughs> Gold is down $37 now. 1124 Silver's down $1.25. $15.90. Yesterday, we told you that you had a few more days for 2016 Silver Eagles. Today, that is no longer true. So I goofed on that as well. I thought gold would be higher today. Wrong. I thought you'd be able to buy 2016 Silver Eagles all the way through Friday. Wrong. You know what? I'm wrong. You know what? Might as well just go for the hat trick here. So here's what you can do. We are allowed to take orders for 2017 Silver Eagles. We told you this yesterday. And I want to say yesterday was like four hundred and twenty bucks, or I can't remember exactly what it was. Three ninety-five, three hundred ninety-five dollars a roll for twenty seventeen Silver Eagles. That's below four dollars over spot, but it's five weeks, and it may be six, and no crying. And what I mean by that is be patient. As soon as they get in, we'll get them out. Uh, today's pullback exhausted the the 2016 supply. I apologize. I did not expect it. Uh, so, nonetheless, if you want U.S. Silver Eagles, they're $395 a roll. They are going to be 2017, uh, right hot off the presses as soon as the mint uh, matter of fact, right, as of right now, the men is shut down. So they're not even producing any Silver Eagles. They're, they're getting ready to change the, to the 2017s, changing all the, the dyes and the gas and all, all that stuff. And then they'll spend 
several weeks minting, 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 and then they'll ship them out to, to all the bullion banks. And then once they get to the bullion banks, it's usually right around this time in January. And then as soon as they land, they'll ship them right to me. And as soon as they get here, I'll ship them right to you. If you want a full case of the Silver Eagles 2017s, it's $9,875 if you're paying via a check. And a full case, as soon as it hits the bullion bank, I'll have them ship it right to your front doorstep. Uh, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Everybody take care. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Try to stay healthy, and we'll talk again tomorrow.